Hello, geeks everywhere. This is Eric from Geeks Crossing, and here's a fun fact about me. I love total drama. It's funny. I've done many solos on this podcast. Most of them are part of what I like to call the big three of Geeks Crossing. In my opinion, those are Nintendo, which includes the likes of Pokemon, Disney, whether it's their movies, video games, etc., and Total Drama. In fact, the episodes where Matt and I review each season of Total Drama currently stand as our most viewed episodes, which is nuts. Shout out to Matt. Love you, buddy. Anyway, it's safe to say Total Drama is now a staple on this podcast. Yet, there's something I realized. I've never done a Total Drama solo episode before. Granted, Matt has done his share of Total Drama solos in the past, and I did mention Total Drama here and there in other solos, but never as the main subject. And what better way to start off my possible string of Total Drama solos than by ranking the episodes? In this episode, I'll be listing what I think are the top 10 best episodes and top 5 worst episodes from Total Drama. I'll be judging these episodes based on humor, structure, and how impactful they are to the series in general. The one season that won't be featured is the Radonkuis Race, simply because it's not an actual season of Total Drama, but maybe in the future I'll go back to that series and rank each episode from worst to best. Considering a year from now, as of the making of this episode, the spinoff will turn 10, and you guys know I love doing anniversary episodes. Also, I'll be going over each episode from a general standpoint, so if you want to hear me go more in depth with these episodes, go listen to the episodes where Matt and I do a retrospective for each season. Then again, it has been a while so my opinions on certain episodes may or may not change. Once more, everything I say is just my opinion, so if you disagree on how I rank these episodes, that's fine. Without further ado, let's get started. As usual, we'll start off with my worst list because I'd rather get that shit over with first. (laughs) Starting off my list at number 5, we have Zeke and You Shall Find from All Stars. It's no secret that many Total Drama fans, including myself, consider All Stars to be an absolute train wreck of a season, But there is one thing interesting about this episode, and that's the 100th episode of Total Drama. Sadly, like most episodes from Season 5, it's horrible. Basically, Chris had big plans to celebrate the show's 100th episode, but then gets kidnapped and held hostage by Feral Ezekiel in the Toxic Mines. So now Chef has each contestant go to the mines and rescue Chris. Okay, that doesn't sound so bad, but the episode focuses too much on that stupid relationship between Courtney and Scott, only for it to get quickly ruined by Cameron and Mike. Oh, sorry. Mal. Because at this point in the season, Mal has completely taken over Mike, and they make him the most obvious evil character in any season. So evil, in fact, that his main motive is to build an evil wizard's tower. God, that was so fucking stupid. And so is everyone else for believing he's still Mike. Not to mention Cameron believing Gwen has it out for him, which added nothing to the season. And what about Chris? Well, he does eventually get saved, but before that, he kept poking fun of Ezekiel, who was about to dump him in a tub full of toxic waste. Chris, your life is in danger, and you're here cracking jokes? What the fuck is wrong with you? And going back to Cameron, he gets severely injured towards the end, which means he had to be medically evacuated. And what do the writers do? Put him back in the fucking bubble! Yeah, that scene alone just undid all of Cameron's development last season. Overall, as an episode that's supposed to celebrate 100 episodes of total drama, it was very disappointing. Next up, we have Hurl and Go Seek from Pocket 2 Island. If you guys thought All-Stars was a mess, then this season isn't much better. Granted, the first half was somewhere between mediocre and passable, but once we get to this episode, it all goes downhill. 
First off, this episode is gross because the final seven had to drink shakes made from expired ingredients that are from the 70s, then partake in a game of hide and seek. But because of what they had to drink prior, everyone kept vomiting and decaying everywhere that was just so fucking disgusting to watch. This episode is also infamous for how they portrayed Dave. I mentioned a few times on this podcast that out of all the failed characters from the Gen 3 cast, Dave was my favorite, simply because he was a germaphobe and tried acting like the straight man, which are things I can relate to. But here, they made him act like a total douchebag towards Skye, which caused her to openly reject him. And because of that, he ends up voting himself out in order to keep Skye in the game like the fucking simp he is. Wow, way to make the quote-unquote normal guy so desperate and pathetic. At least Sean and Jasmine rekindled their bond, which is something I hardly cared about. But that's the only good thing about this episode according to fans. Overall, this episode was disgusting, both metaphorically and literally, which is why it's in the bottom five. Ironically, at number three, we have the episode to come after that, Scarlet Fever. It turns out all that talk about this island belonging to an ancient Kree civilization was all bullshit, because Chris revealed that everything on the island is all mechanical, and Scarlet, who managed to find the control room, plans to blow up the island with everyone on it until Chris hands her the million dollars. Yeah, if you couldn't already tell, this was the episode where you got to see Scarlet's true colors, which is something I hated, because they essentially made her Mal 2.0 with how cartoonishly evil they made her. Even more so than Max, who's supposed to be a fucking joke. But more on that later. By the way, Chris knows that the contestants are at risk of dying and doesn't give two shits about saving them. Friendly reminder of how sadistic Chris has become. And honestly, the whole mechanical island could have worked if Chris revealed it as soon as the season started. Because now for nothing, Total Drama Robot Island sounds like it'll make for a more interesting season. But this change happens right the fuck out of nowhere and it completely disregards the whole Kree setting they established before. Granted, there were hints here and there, but still. Eventually, Scarlet does get defeated and disqualified for trying to kill everyone, but then Chris decides to eliminate Max too because he was quote-unquote, done with evil. Mind you, Max didn't do anything except gloat about how he wanted to do something evil, not did anything evil. And shout out again to Matt for explaining how unfair this elimination was. Because this episode forced an unnecessary change and made Scarlet an unbearable character, and gave us one of the most BS eliminations ever, it's why it's on the worst list for me. Going back to All-Stars, and number two is actually the season finale. The final reckoning. Well, the season was a wreck anyway, so why not accentuate that? But in all seriousness, Zoe vs. Mal slash Mike is by far the worst finale of any season we got. Because most of the episode focused on Mal trying to overpower Zoe so he can win the million. And Zoe, who now knows something is wrong, tries to stop him. It's pretty obvious that they were trying to have the story where Zoe is the one to save Mike. But she didn't even do that! No. Mike and the rest of his multiple personalities are the ones who stop Mal. You wanna know how? By pushing a button within Mike's brain. Are you fucking kidding me? Not only is that a lazy way to get rid of someone who's evil beyond words, but it's also insulting. As we know, multiple personality disorder is a real condition and can't be cured. Especially not by a fucking reset button. Again, the whole point of Mike's arc and revenge was to learn how to channel his personalities. That way, they don't affect his life forever. Without his personalities, Mike isn't anything too special, which is disappointing for those who actually liked him and his personalities. And don't get me started on that stupid lovey-dovey shit between Heather and Alejandro, or when they had the audacity to sink Camp Wawanaqua to the depths of the ocean, which somehow returned for the reboot season. Hell, not even Owen's cameo was enough to save this episode for me. However, there's still one episode left from the season that is by far the worst I've seen. And that episode, ladies and gentlemen, is Sunday Muddy Sunday. Oh my god. 
This episode is not only the worst from All-Stars, but it's often regarded as the worst episode from the entire series. Why? Well, imagine this. It's the final five, and by this point, Courtney and Gwen have patched things up and became friends. However, Courtney makes a list about who to eliminate and when, only for that set list to be found by... Mal... Don't ask how... Who then exposed it to everyone else. Now, the whole episode was about everyone trying to win the challenge so they can eliminate Courtney. Listen, I made it no secret that I hate Courtney, so any chance to see her get voted off is music to my ears. But it was so obvious and in your face that I made the episode extremely unwatchable. Especially when we get towards the end. Imagine this. Each contestant has to travel throughout the island to make a sundae so they can feed Chris's interns, who haven't eaten in weeks, mind you. Then, out of nowhere, Chris is all like, You know what? Fuck my starving interns. Whoever finishes their own sundae first wins. And Courtney, who had a very disgusting sundae, obviously couldn't finish it, and thus, she instantly lost. Wow! Never have I seen anything more forced in any season. Overall, Courtney sucks, this episode sucks, and I refuse to watch or talk about it ever again. <sighs> Glad I got that out of my system. To be honest, I could have made this a top 10 list and include most of the episodes from All Stars and Pocket 2 Island, but I don't want to torture myself because we all know how fucking atrocious both those seasons are. So let's turn our attention to what I think are the best episodes. But before we get to that, I want to go through some honorable mentions. These episodes were just shy away from making the top 10 list for me. Funny enough, there's about 10 episodes in my honorable mentions list, so if you want, you can use your imagination and think of it as a top 20 list, except these episodes will be ranked in chronological order, starting with Basic Straining from TDI. This was the episode that sparked the relationship between Courtney and Duncan, which is something I liked in the first season. Plus, we got to see how much of a badass Harold was by rigging the votes to have Courtney eliminated. Not to mention Chef and his Master Chief persona, which is actually the first time we get to see Chef take charge for once. Including that scene where he forced everyone to dance like they were in Michael Jackson's thriller. Even today, that scene still makes me laugh my ass off. Unfortunately, it's a very bittersweet episode to watch nowadays because of what Courtney and Duncan's relationship has become. The Brunch of Disgustingness from TDI. This was the first episode where the teams merge, sort of, and we got to see characters from opposing teams finally interact outside of challenges. Not surprisingly, the remaining guys from both the Screaming Gophers and Killer Bass quickly bond, and Bridget, being the only girl left on one team, is forced to be the mediator for the rest of the girls, and their bonds were put to the test when they had to eat disgusting meals in a typical male versus female challenge, where the winning team gets to spend the weekend at a fancy resort and the losing team has to spend the weekend on the island, with Chef. Bro, that evil, psychotic smile Chef had fucking kills me every time. However, despite its humor, it's still a very disturbing episode to watch. Especially with all the vomit you see. That's Off the Chain from TDI. A very infamous episode according to fans because of its weird and unorthodox rules, plus having an unfair reason to have Lindsay be eliminated. Not to mention LaShawn and Izzy somehow gained spared despite not even competing in this episode's challenge. Although, it did lead to a very satisfying moment where Lindsay realized Heather wasn't actually her friend and she told her off, which included many words that had to be censored, at least for the original version. The Triarm Triathlon, again from TDI. It's the final six and we got to see parents you really didn't sign the first season. Granted, we've seen Owen and Heather interact many times, but then you have Duncan and Lashana who are obviously at each other's throats, then eventually coming to respect each other, as well as Jeff and Gwen, which was the main highlight for this episode because Gwen assumed Jeff was just your generic party dude who only pretends to like everyone, until she learned Jeff is genuinely a nice guy and actively tries to be her friend. That said, I thought it was extremely dumb that the reason Jeff was eliminated was simply because he was nice, when they could have easily voted off bigger threats like Heather or Duncan. Whatever. 
Once again, we're back with TDI with Hot Campture. I actually did like this episode, and believe it or not, it almost made the top 10 for me. Simply because we got to see what happened to the last 17 contestants who got eliminated. Which included funny moments like Noah hanging out with Katie and Sadie, Cody trying to get a tan, or Lindsay trying to remember who Tyler is. However, all those moments with Courtney trying to hunt down Harold did drag on a bit. And yeah, the way everyone unintentionally voted for Lashana to be eliminated was fucking dumb. Especially when he had Chris counting up Herod's vote, not once, but twice, at least. Moving on to TDA, we have the Aftermath 3. It's no secret that the Aftermath show was one of the best things to come out of seasons 2 and 3. And if you've seen the first three, you will know that these episodes were infamous for displaying Jeff as very sadistic and fame-hungry, that he almost became Chris 2.0. And this was arguably Jeff at his worst. But thanks to the combined efforts of Bridget, Owen, Lashana, and even Heather, Jeff finally saw the error in his ways and returned back to being the chill and laid-back guy he was back in Season 1. Also, this episode included more crayon-colored flashbacks about Owen, which is always funny to watch. Mutiny on the soundstage from TDA. It's the final two of TDA, and they were forced to redo past challenges and race to the Aftermath show to see who wins. Like many fans, I'm not that surprised to see Duncan as a finalist, given how much of a bluff character he is. But I guarantee, nobody asked for Beth to be a finalist. Not saying she's a terrible character, but she doesn't deserve to be in the final two, when you know they could have easily had someone like Lindsay, or hell, even Harold in her place. Although, the conflict between Chris and Chef is what saved this episode for me because it was hilarious to see them switching roles for once. And even though Chris loves tormenting Chef, deep down he does care about him. However, when I'm watching a season finale, I should care about the finalists and not pettiness between Chris and Chef, which could have worked in any other episode. I see London from TDWT. We get to see the friendship between Owen and Noah truly shine in this episode. Two characters that are pretty much the complete opposite, yet they have perfect chemistry. Especially when we got to see Noah take charge since Alejandro has gone missing. However, his insults about him later came back to bite him in the ass. On the other side, we get to see Gwen and Courtney start acting more friendly towards each other, especially when they found Duncan and forced him back in the game. Not to mention this episode being the first to feature Ezekiel's descent from humanity, as well as the moment where Gwen and Duncan kiss in the confessional, only to be spotted by Tyler. Funny enough, this leads to our next honorable mention, Grease's Pieces, again from TDWT. This episode definitely had a lot of drama to say the least. Thanks to Alejandro, Tyler was forced to reveal Duncan and Gwen's kiss, which led to everyone feeling shocked, as well as Courtney's endless pursuit on trying to eliminate Gwen. However, Cody is what saved this episode for me. After being mocked throughout the whole episode, he manages to prove himself to be a worthy competitor by beating Tyler during the tiebreaker. And, most famously, knocking out Duncan after finding out Gwen kissed him. You can't deny how fucking awesome that moment was. Last but not least, New Teams, New Screams from TDI 23. It was very tough for me to pick an episode from the latest season, because I think the pacing was horrible. But... I did find myself liking the first episode a lot. Seeing Total Drama back after so many years felt very refreshing, and the cast looked promising. My favorite introductions were definitely Z and Damien, respectively. And it was pretty funny to see Ripper's ass getting exposed on live TV. Although that joke did drag on for a while. And yeah, Caleb being the first eliminated is kind of unfair because he barely had a moment to shine in this episode. Again, horrible pacing. Still, it was a solid episode to begin what appears to be the revival age of Total Drama. Alright, those are my honorable mentions. Now we can begin my list. Start off my list at number 10, we have Brain vs. Brawn, the ultimate showdown from Revenge of the Island. I know season 4 was a hit or miss for fans, but I personally didn't mind it all too much. And the season finale ended up becoming one of my favorites. Here, the final two, which are Cameron and Lightning, have to duke it out in a battle royale for a chance to win a million dollars. However, we learned the stakes are much higher for our two finalists. If Cameron doesn't win, then his mom will be forced to give up bubble insurance for him, 
Meanwhile, if Lightning doesn't win, his dad will give up his championship rings, which will make their presumably strained relationship even worse. But once we got to the duel itself, it was awesome. Especially when Cameron basically turned to fucking Iron Man and later saved everyone from all the mutant monsters Chris accidentally released. Of course, Lightning didn't care about the well-being of his peers and just wanted to focus on pinning down Cameron. This all led to an epic finale when Cameron used the last bit of power from his suit to basically turn Lightning into a magnet, which caused him to get struck by actual Lightning, earning victory to Cameron. I know, the finale episodes differ depending on your country, but I think it's safe to assume that Cameron was the canonical winner of this season. And I still stand by the idea that the reason why they made Cameron a finalist was because they wanted to make up for Cody not making it to the final two in World Tour. More on that later. Spoilers. <laughs> anyway, in Lightning's ending, he claims he's going to use the money to buy his own football stadium, like the jockey douchebag he is. Whereas Cameron decides to split the money 13 ways and share it with his friends slash competitors, revealing that he doesn't need his bubble anymore. Fuck you All-Stars for ruining that moment. And my god, was it also satisfying to watch Chris get arrested for all the damage he caused this season. Honestly, I'd be okay if this was the final episode of Total Drama, but sadly, that wasn't the case. Either way, I still enjoyed this episode a lot. Up next, we have Jamaica Me Sweat from World Tour. After the Toll Drama plane runs out of fuel and crash lands in Jamaica, Chris and the contestants are forced to improvise with their challenges. What made this episode stand out for me was how much drama they included, as this was an episode that still took place before the merge, mind you. First off, the subplot of Owen trying to break up with Izzy was very shocking and sad, because they were one of the best couples since the first season. And even though he still liked Izzy, he realized she was too much for him and tried to put his health first, which is actually pretty mature. Even for Owen, Eventually, the two get crushed by the plane, and the impact caused Izzy to become extremely intelligent. So intelligent, in fact, that the Canadian Army show up and evacuate Izzy from the game because they saw her as a valuable asset. And Izzy, or Brainzilla, ends up being the one to break up her and Owen because she knew they were no longer compatible. The song, Oh My Izzy, is without a doubt one of my favorites because you can tell how badly Owen feels about letting Izzy go and regrets it. Not to mention the entire song being illustrated in the same crayon style like in Sucky Outdoors or TDA Aftermath 3. And let's not forget about the other star in this episode, DJ, who believed his Egyptian curse was over, thanks to his pet fish Irene. However, this is all thanks to Alejandro's trickery, as he wanted to boost DJ's self-esteem and eventually foil him. And it worked because during the last round of the board challenge, DJ ends up getting a DNF and automatically lost. And because of that, every member of Team Victory got eliminated before the merge, which is fucking nuts. Especially when you realize most of the team's annihilation was thanks to Alejandro. Throw in a couple of gags with Cody getting punched by a shark, Tyler failing the diving challenge, and Noah roasting the shit out of Chris, and you got yourself a solid Total Drama episode. And a very impactful one at that. At the number 8 spot, we have the TDA Aftermath 4. The season finale continues when Duncan and Beth both arrive at the Aftermath studio at the same time. And now nobody knows what to do. This was easily one of the best Aftermath shows for a couple reasons. First off, because no one expected there to be a tie. It was both wholesome and hilarious to see everyone try to figure out different ways to determine a winner. Like Owen making them eat dry and unpalatable healthy food, Izzy suggesting a dance contest, or Harold making them go through different holes into moving walls. And after watching never-before-seen footage, we see further evidence that Duncan is actually a nice guy. Meanwhile, Beth could be selfish beneath her friendly behavior, which definitely took a toll on everyone's opinion. However, the one person who was able to fix this problem ironically was Chris, who was beyond pissed off at Jeff and Bridget for revealing embarrassing footage of him on live TV. This was one of the main highlights for me personally, because Chris and Jeff were about to enjoy their vacation, only to quickly abandon their trip so Chris can save his ego, much to Chef's annoyance. Also, apparently Ryan Seacrest exists in the Total Drama universe. Well, then again, so is Celine Dion, but let's not question it. <laughs> Eventually, they decide to settle things with a simple voting contest, and the finalist who has the most votes will win. 
And depending on your country, it's either Duncan has more votes than Beth, giving him the win, or vice versa. Yet, realistically, Duncan is a more popular character compared to Beth, so I have no doubts he will be the canonical winner. However, regardless of what ending you see, two things will remain the same, and those are Duncan and Courtney getting back together, as well as Brady, aka Beth's boyfriend, turning out to be a real person when throughout the whole season everyone thought he was fake. This was overall a unique and wacky episode, which turned out to be a good finale, no less. And, the finale episodes continue because up next, we have Hawaiian Punch from World Tour. I know. Eric, what the hell is wrong with you? This episode was epic and should be in the top 5. You're right, it probably should. But I can't bring myself to do that. Thanks to that forced, and quite frankly, stupid tiebreaker, Alejandro ends up defeating Cody, making himself and Heather the final two. For their final Hawaiian-themed challenge, they have to build slash carry pineapple dummies and race them to the top of a nearby volcano. The first person to dump their dummy in the lava will win. Of course, they're allowed two additional helpers, with Alejandro having Courtney and Lindsay. Meanwhile, Heather is stuck with Cody and Harold. This was without doubt one of the most epic finales this whole drama has to date because it's basically a duel between two titans. With Alejandro tricking everyone and being responsible for about 90% of the season's elimination, and Heather putting up with people who absolutely hate her and wants to personally take down Alejandro. This soon led to one of the many reasons why I still believe Alejandro is the best villain, because he has an actual motive for being evil. It turns out, Alejandro suffers from an inferiority complex, in which his older brother Jose is revealed to be even better at everything than him. So winning total drama by any means will show everyone he could finally be his brother at something. Not to mention Jose endlessly tormenting him is pretty much the reason why he hates being called Al. Another highlight was seeing how supportive Cody was acting towards Heather throughout the episode. Even though Heather didn't think highly of him, it was Cody that helped give her the extra motivation to beat Alejandro, especially when she realized that for once, she's the good guy. Hell, Cody even managed to overpower Courtney at one point, which is very satisfying to watch, given how much she kept treating him like shit throughout the whole season. Eventually, Heather and Alejandro confessed their feelings to each other, but a kick to the groin plus sliding down a giant ice cube is what finally defeated Alejandro, and Heather proudly dumps her dummy, making her the winner. Unless you got that ending where she accidentally dumps Alejandro's dummy by mistake, making him the winner by default. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. So let's not kid ourselves and agree that Heather is the canonical winner. Unfortunately, dumping pineapples in lava is a terrible idea as everyone desperately tries to run away from the erupting volcano, including a moment where the now feral Ezekiel tried to steal the million dollar briefcase from Heather, or Chris, and falls into the lava, but even that wasn't enough to stop him. And Alejandro got his much needed punishment by getting trampled by everyone and being burned by the lava, which led to him getting placed in that robot suit until his injuries were fully gone. Insert obvious Star Wars Episode 3 reference here. Hmm. However, with all these pros, the reason why I can't rank this episode any higher is because Cody wasn't in the final two. Yes, I'm still annoyed by that shit. I know, Cody didn't do much on his own because he was mostly helped by Sierra, but making it to the final two would have proved to everyone they didn't need Sierra to win. But no, let's make Cody lose in the most rigged way possible and ruin any sort of redemption this kid could have. Yes, I agree Heather vs. Alejandro was still epic, and Cody did help Heather throughout the challenge, but it's still bittersweet knowing that the finale of the season was between two of the most hated characters. Either way, it's still a great episode and I don't blame anyone for ranking in the top 5. Just making it slightly below the top 5, we have yet another finale episode. That being the very last episode really from the original Total Drama Island. Misleading title aside, this episode was a lot of fun to watch. The final two, those being Owen and Gwen, have to compete in a giant race across the island, and whoever finishes first will win $100,000. And I gotta say, Owen and Gwen made for the perfect pair of finalists because of their opposite personalities. We have Gwen, who's kinda moody and usually likes to be alone, and Owen, who's extremely friendly and wants to have fun with everyone. Despite that, 
They still respect each other, which is very rare nowadays with these finale episodes. Though maybe you can argue the same thing with Duncan and Beth, but you know what I mean. Anyway, we get to see every eliminated contestant return and cheer for our finalists. However, 95% of them choose to root for Owen because if he wins, he'll throw the biggest wild party and invite everyone. Meanwhile, if Gwen won, she would use the money to travel the world and study art history, while also share some of the prize money with Owen like she promised in the episode prior. More on that later. That's sweet of her, but we all know stupid teens would rather go out partying than think about their futures. <laughs> Another thing that made this episode great was how involved the other contestants were throughout the challenge. Even though they were no longer eligible for the grand prize, they could at least do their best to help out whichever person they want to see win. Trent, of course, being Gwen's biggest supporter because he wants to make up for letting Heather kiss him many episodes prior. As for Owen, it was mostly Izzy and Heather, who the latter was willing to try anything to assure Gwen loses. So it was cool to see Heather still be an influence even when she's technically eliminated, especially when she left a laxative cupcake for Gwen to eat, with the note claiming it was from Trent. Unfortunately, that backfired, because Owen ends up eating the cupcake instead, which gave him the bad case of the shits. And I couldn't help but laugh my ass off when Chris was begging Owen to not use one of the outhouse confessionals. Despite that, Owen managed to pull off an insane comeback thanks to Izzy and Lindsay, who tempted him with the smell of brownies. This gave Owen the energy to plow through Gwen, cross the finish line before her, and winning the grand prize. Or, if you're watching the other ending, he'll run towards the brownies without even crossing the line first, which allows Gwen victory instead. Even though it's pretty obvious that Owen is the favorite of the two, I can definitely see either one of them being the canonical winner. Regardless of what ending you have, both finalists decide to throw a huge party to celebrate. Yes, Gwen decided to fulfill Owen's promise and throw a huge party, which is great development. Overall, this was a solid episode and still remains as one of the best finale episodes. We're now in the top 5, and to start us off, we have Camp Castaways from Total Drama Island. I know this episode feels like a mixed bag for some people, but I personally love it. In my opinion, it's one of, if not, the funniest Total Drama episode. Not just for Season 1, but the series in general. Thanks to a massive storm on the island, the final four, which were Gwen, Duncan, Heather, and Owen, get washed away on a deserted island and must fend for themselves. The concept alone is what kept me infested because it plays off the idea of surviving on an island that's infested with wildlife and almost no signs of civilization. Much like what Pakistu Island was supposed to be before giving us a shitty execution. But let's leave that season to die alongside All-Stars. Anyway, as the episode goes on, it's revealed that everything was fake and that everyone was just exaggerating. But their extreme measures and belief that they're actually stranded is what made the episode all the more enjoyable. From Gwen and Duncan demonstrating their survival skills, or Heather finding shelter in a nearby treehouse. However, the main highlight was definitely Owen because of how insane he acted throughout the episode. First by consuming fake coconuts and befriending one, which he named Mr. Coconut. Then he somehow grew a huge-ass beard in less than 10 minutes. Those coconuts must have triggered his follicles. Hmm. To him going full-on savage mode. Eventually, the four do reunite and reluctantly bond over time. Seriously, there was a moment where Owen suggested they confess their sins, and apparently they were so bad they had to come out of the episode. To this day, we have no idea what Gwen's real name is, or what Heather did that was apparently much worse compared to the reason why Duncan was sent to Juvie. And like I said before, everything was fake and it was merely a test to see how the final four would fare in a survival challenge. But luckily, no one gets eliminated. Except for Mr. Coconut. Come on, that elimination was bullshit and you know it. Overall, this was a very humorous and wacky episode, which is more than enough to be part of the top 5. And continuing from Season 1, we have the reunion special, Total Drama 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 Island. Try saying that three times fast. Total Drama Drama I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, Total Drama Times 4 instantly became one of my favorites because of the concept alone. After Owen, or Gwen, becomes the winner and decides to host a huge party, 
Chris shows up to announce one more challenge. Somewhere on the island is a briefcase containing $1 million, and whoever finds it first gets to keep it, obviously. Owen, without hesitating, gives up his prize money in order to find the case, but it isn't long before everyone else caves in. Another great thing about this episode is that we get to see a bunch of different pairings you never expect to see. Granted, we had obvious teams like Duncan and Courtney, Bridget and Jeff, or Gwen, Trent, and Lashana, but then you have Lindsay and Beth teaming up with Ezekiel, Izzy teaming up with Eva and Noah, and of course, Owen, DJ, Cody, and Tyler teaming up. That was easily the best team in the episode because those are four great characters who all balance each other quite well. It's a shame we don't see them interact as much in future seasons. Although, the one thing I'm sure no one saw coming was Heather being forced to team up with Harold, who's sort of an outcast like herself. Hell, even when Heather tried betraying him, Harold still forgave her because he knew there was some good in her. We even got to see other characters develop, for better or worse. Such as Justin, who not only spoke for once, but shown to have a devious side, as shown when he abandoned Katie and Sadie. Honestly, I don't blame him. And Courtney going full psycho bitch mode. Even more so than Izzy, which says a lot. First, she abandoned Duncan, who sprained his ankle after wrestling an alligator. Then she hijacked a hot air balloon and almost made a getaway with a million dollars. Speaking of which, this all led to a massive brawl towards the end as everyone kept fighting over the case until it was devoured by a shark. To compensate, Chris announced that there's going to be another season for the 14 contestants who are close to reaching the case. Those being Duncan, Gwen, Trent, Harold, Heather, Owen, Izzy, Lashana, Beth, Lindsay, Jeff, Bridget, Justin, and DJ. Sadly, Cody, Noah, Ezekiel, Eva, Katie, Sadie, Tyler, and Courtney are forced to sit in the sidelines. But we know damn well that's not going to stop Courtney. Fucking bitch. Overall, because this episode had a lot of wackiness and served as a good setup for season 2, it easily earns a spot this high. We've now reached the top 3, and to start us off, we have the second to last episode from World Tour. Planes, trains, and hot air balloons. Many fans consider this to be one of, if not, the definitive total drama episode from the whole series. And I don't blame them because this episode was awesome. The final three, those being Heather, Alejandro, and Cody, are forced to make their own way to Hawaii all the way from Drumhiller. And whichever two contestants make it to the island first will be the final two. As far as challenges go, this has to be one of the toughest I've seen yet because we all know it's damn near impossible for someone to make it to Hawaii by foot. That plus Chris didn't give two shits about how dangerous this type of challenge could be. But as we've seen, these three were willing to overcome anything to get that grand prize. Even through a fucking storm which Chris not only refused to alert them ahead of time, but made them sing during that set storm. On the plus side, I'm gonna make it still the best song in the entire season. And it's a much better song compared to Versus, which is basically Heather and Alejandro roasting each other in autotune. Speaking of which, in the episode prior, not the aftermath, Alejandro finds out Heather tried to eliminate him so he wants to personally take her down, even sending a feral Ezekiel to attack her when they're both traveling by train. Another highlight was the bond between Cody and Sierra. When you compare the final three, it's pretty obvious Cody's the underdog here, but he doesn't have the confidence to win. But thankfully, Sierra was there to help him out by making a hot air balloon from a wheelchair, then eventually using rockets to ensure he made it to the boats they had to borrow, courtesy of that random guy selling rockets who just so happens to be a Cody fan as well. He's got good taste. And this was definitely Sierra at her best. Even when she's bald, crippled, and eliminated from the game, she was still willing to help Cody like a true friend. Unlike in All-Stars where they made her borderline insane. Anyway, it's a neck-to-neck -neck race with Heather being the first to arrive, but at the very end apparently, Cody and Alejandro both arrive at the same time, which means they need to have a tiebreaker. That's the one thing I hated about this episode, because instead of watching the cameras in slow motion to see who arrived first, Chris purposely waited out the time left in the episode so he could force a tiebreaker. That is bullshit on so many different levels. Hell, I even watched that moment in slow motion, 
and I can personally tell you guys, Cody made it to the island first. Other than that, it's still an amazing episode with so many action that will keep you on your toes. At the penultimate spot, we have I Triple Dog Dare You from Total Drama Island. I made it no secret how much I love this episode, but I'll be more than happy to recap why. The final three, which are Gwen, Heather, and Owen, have to partake in sick and questionable dares created by previous contestants, in which they either have to do the dares themselves, or dare someone else to do it. However, anyone who backs down from a dare is automatically eliminated. This was definitely a unique, and quite frankly, disturbing way to decide the final two, but I loved it so much. Because Gwen and Heather hate each other, they obviously force their dares on each other, such as Gwen making Heather lick Owen's armpit, or Heather making Gwen eat her own toenail, slowly mind you. Meanwhile, Owen kept doing each dare like the madman he is, especially when he ate Harold's shoot gum and dog food at one point. But hey, it worked out because for each dare you complete, you get one freebie out of a dare. And Owen kept doing one fucked up dare after another, making him loaded with freebies. Eventually, he and Gwen decided to join forces to eliminate Heather, with Gwen even promising to split some of her winnings with Owen if she wins. And if she doesn't, she'll give him a box of donuts. Actually, that brings up a good question. Did Gwen ever give Owen those donuts in his ending? Technically, she didn't win, and... Yeah, I'm overthinking things again. <laughs> but my god, it was oh so satisfying to watch Heather keep getting bombarded by endless stairs. Like eating a live cockroach, kissing Chef's sock as part of a puppet show, or even getting blasted into a pile of pig shit. But the one dare that broke her was having her head shaved off by Chef, which was suggested by Lindsay of all people. As soon as the dare started, Heather tried kicking away Chef's shaver, but it ends up landing on her anyway, which caused most of her hair to be gone. However, because she never fully accepted the dare, she got herself disqualified, making Owen and Gwen the final two. Oh my god, watching Heather finally get eliminated was one of the best moments I've seen as a kid, especially with how much trouble she caused and the many people she abused throughout the show. Finally, that bitch got what she deserved. No matter how many times I see this episode, that moment will always be satisfying to watch. Back then, I often regarded this episode to be my favorite, until we got something else. If you've been listening to Matt and I's retrospective series, then it should be a no-brainer which episode is number one. And that's the Celebrity Manhunt Total Drama Action Reunion Special. I find it funny how my favorite episode from the series isn't from my favorite season, but it's so amazing I had to rank it this high. Exactly one year has passed since the end of seasons 1 and 2 respectively, and to celebrate, all 22 contestants are invited to a red carpet event hosted by Celebrity Manhunt, a show that basically acts like every reality show that wants to capitalize celebrity gossip. What's great about this episode is that every character gets a moment to shine, much like in the first reunion special, except we get to see what's going on in their lives after leaving Total Drama. First, we have Lindsay and Beth finally going to Paris, but then getting arrested after Lindsay ruined the Mona Lisa, Ezekiel being able to afford golden chains and whatnot, which obviously doesn't suit well with him. Heather and Gwen engage what's basically the early 2010s version of a Twitter war. <laughs> Jeff and Bridget having a falling out, but quickly get back together. Unlike Duncan and Courtney, who break up... AGAIN! Then we have DJ and his mother hosting a cooking show, in which their meals literally killed people. Owen trying to live a more healthy lifestyle, and even try to sell his own exercise machine, which goes as well as you expect. Eva continues to be the same short-tempered bitch that we know and hates. Not much can be said about that. Cody, Trent, Harold, and Justin forming a boy band called the Drama Brothers, which helped them become even more famous, until Harold briefly quit the band to fly solo. Lashana and Tyler competing in numerous reality shows together, which is something I definitely wasn't expecting, simply because these are two characters you never thought you'd see interact. The original reality TV bros, if you will. <laughs> and speaking of that team name, Noah keeping a low profile until it's revealed he's been working as Chris's personal assistant, who of course fires him later for petty reasons. 
And of course, Izzy becoming a huge movie star, but her career took a dive after cursing out one of her directors. Typical. Oh yeah, before I forget, Katie and Sadie get new green clothes, and that's pretty much it. You can tell how much I give a shit about those two. <laughs> and at the red carpet, they meet Sierra, who was hired by Celebrity Manhunt to interview and hopefully stir up drama. Unfortunately, none of them are famous anymore because Chris announced a new season called Total Drama Dirtbags, starting a whole bunch of miscellaneous characters, plus Alejandro, who we know damn well is someone not to be taken lightly. This all led to not only my favorite part of the episode, but my favorite part of the series in general, and that's all 22 original contestants, plus Sierra, and DJ's mom I guess, working together to stop the dirtbags from attending their interview in New York, and win back their fame. This was fucking awesome because this was the first and only time we get to see all these characters work together. It almost felt like the Avengers Endgame of Total Drama. <laughs> Despite their victory, they do end up getting stranded before eventually being saved by Chris and Chef. It turns out, Total Drama Dirtbags wasn't even a real show to begin with, but rather a setup to get the game to compete in another season. And just like before, about 75% of the cast will be competing, and those are Courtney, Duncan, Gwen, Heather, Harold, Lashana, Lindsay, DJ, Owen, Cody, Noah, Tyler, Ezekiel, Bridget, and Izzy. And to add more drama, Sierra and Alejandro will also be joining them, becoming the first new contestants the show has ever given us. But what about Jeff, Justin, Beth, Trent, Eva, Katie, and Sadie? Well, those seven formed a search party to find help and simply missed their chance to compete. In my opinion, that's a more justified way of removing characters Unlike that stupid shit Chris pulled at the end of Total Drama Times 4, in which he selected those who landed in the water. Here, they deadass missed their chance to compete, which is both reasonable and hilarious. This is an episode of Total Drama I could watch and never get tired of. It's got humor, action, drama, of course, and served as the perfect segue to one of the best seasons the series has to offer. Then again, it's also very bittersweet because we'll probably never see anything like this ever again. Despite that, the TDA reunion special will always go down as my favorite episode, and I have no regrets putting it as number one. With that said, my list has been concluded. So what did we learn from this? Well, you can tell how much I love Island and World Tour, and how much I fucking hate All-Stars and Pocket 2 Island. Hmm. Still, for my first Total Drama solo, I think I did a solid job, and I look forward to doing other Total Drama episodes in the future. Until then, what are your favorite episodes from Total Drama? Tell us on our Discord server, or DM us on Instagram, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to listen to us on all available listening platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you prefer. Check us out on Twitch at EmanTheLegendary, which is also my YouTube channel, Nuclear Bacons, CryptoLock Games, and Carabyte. Also, tell your friends and family about us, especially any Total Drama fans you know. Thank you for listening, and stay true to your geek selves.